Section 4 of Japanese Girls and Women This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Avai in September 2012. Japanese Girls and Women by Alice M. Bacon. Marriage and Divorce, Part 1. When the Japanese maiden arrives at the age of sixteen, or thereabouts, she is expected, as a matter of course, to marry. She is usually allowed her choice in regard to whether she will or will not marry a certain man, but she is to expect it to marry someone, and not to take too much time in making up her mind. The alternative of perpetual spinsterhood is never considered, either by herself or her parents. Marriage is as much a matter of course in a woman's life as death, and is no more to be avoided. This being the case, our young woman has only as much liberty of choice accorded to her as is likely to provide against the great amount of unhappiness in her married life. If she positively objects to the man who is proposed to her, she is seldom forced to marry him, but no more cordial feeling than simple toleration is expected of her before marriage. The courtship is somewhat after the following manner. A young man, who finds himself in a position to marry, speaks to some married friend and asks him to be on the lookout for a beautiful and accomplished maiden who would be willing to become his wife. Footnote. The Japanese standard of female beauty differs in many respects from our own, so that it is almost impossible for a foreigner visiting Japan to comprehend the judgments of the Japanese in regard to the beauty of their own women, and even more impossible for the untravelled Japanese to discover the reasons for a foreigner's judgment upon either Japanese or foreign beauties. To the Japanese, the ideal female face must be long and narrow, the forehead high and narrow in the middle, but widening and lowering at the sides, conforming to the outline of the beloved Fuji, the mountain that Japanese art loves to picture. The hair should be straight and glossy black, and absolutely smooth. Japanese ladies who have the misfortune to have any wave or ripple in their hair, as many of them do, are at as much pains to straighten it in the dressing as American ladies are to simulate a natural curl when nature has denied them that charm. The eyes should be long and narrow, slanting upward at the outer corners, and the eyebrows should be delicate lines, high above the eye itself. The distinctly aquiline nose should be low at the bridge, the curve outward beginning much lower down than upon the Caucasian face, and the eye socket should not be outlined at all, either by the brow, the cheek, or by the nose. It is this flatness of the face about the eyes that gives the mildness of expression to all young people of Mongolian type that is so noticeable a trait always in their physiognomy. The mouth of an aristocratic Japanese lady must be small, and the lips full and red. The neck, a conspicuous feature always when the Japanese dress is worn, should be long and slender, and gracefully curved. The complexion should be light, a clear ivory white, with little colour in the cheeks. 
the blooming country girl's style of beauty is not admired and everything even to colour in the cheeks must be sacrificed to gain the delicacy that is the sine qua non of the japanese beauty the figure should be slender the waist long but not especially small and the hips narrow to secure the best effect with the japanese dress the head and shoulders should be carried slightly forward and the body should also be bent forward slightly at the waist to secure the most womanly and aristocratic carriage in walking the step should be short and quick with the toes turned in and the foot lifted so slightly that either clog or sandal will scuff with every step this is necessary for modesty with the narrow skirt of the japanese dress contrast with this type the fair curling hair the round blue eyes the rosy cheeks the erect slim-waisted large-hipped figures of many foreign beauties the rapid long clean-stepping walk and the air of almost masculine strength and independence which belongs especially to english and american women and one can see how the japanese find little that they recognize as beauty among them blue eyes set into deep sockets and with the bridge of the nose rising as a barrier between them impart a fierce grotesqueness to the face that the untravelled japanese seldom admire the very babies will scream with horror at first sight of a blue-eyed light-haired foreigner and it is only after considerable familiarity with such persons that they can be induced to show anything but the wildest fright in their presence foreigners who have lived a great deal among the japanese find their standards unconsciously changing and see to their own surprise that their countrywomen look ungainly fierce aggressive and awkward among the small mild shrinking and graceful japanese ladies End footnote. the friend acting rather as advance agent makes a canvas of all the young maidens of his acquaintance inquiring among his friends and finally decides that so-and-so miss flower let us say will be a very good match for his friend having arrived at this decision he goes to miss flower's parents and lays the case of his friend before them should they approve of the suitor a party is arranged at the house of some common friend where the young people may have a chance to meet each other and decide each upon the other's merits should the young folks find no fault with the match presents are exchanged a formal betrothal is entered into and the marriage is hastened forward footnote the present from the groom is usually a piece of handsome silk used for the obi or girdle this takes the place of the conventional engagement ring of europe and america the obi is supposed to express by its length the hope that the marriage may be an enduring one among the more modernized japanese a ring is now often given in place of or in the wealthier classes in addition to the obi from the family of the bride silk such as is made up into men's dresses is sent End footnote. all arrangements between the contracting parties are made by go-betweens or seconds who hold themselves responsible for the success of the marriage and must be concerned in the divorce proceedings should divorce become desirable or necessary 
the marriage ceremony which seems to be neither religious nor legal in its nature takes place at the house of the groom to which the bride is carried accompanied by her go-betweens and if she be of the higher classes by her own confidential maid who will serve her as her personal attendant in the new life in her husband's house the trousseau and household goods which the bride is expected to bring with her are sent before footnote although new methods of transportation have come into use now in most of the japanese cities and wheeled carts drawn by men or horses are used for carrying all other kinds of luggage the wedding outfit wrapped in great cloths on which the crest of the bride's family is conspicuous is borne on men's shoulders to the bridegroom's home the length of the baggage train and the number and size of the burdens showing the wealth and importance of the bride's family the bride who goes to her husband's house well provided by her own family will carry not only a full wardrobe and the house furnishings already mentioned but will be supplied so far as foresight can manage it with all the little things that she can need for months in advance paper pens ink postage stamps needles thread and sewing materials of all kinds a store of dress materials and other things to be given as presents to any and all who may do her favours and pocket money with which she may make good any deficiencies or meet any unforeseen emergency when she goes from her father's house she should be so thoroughly fitted out that she will not have to ask her husband for the smallest thing for a number of months the parents of the bride in giving up their daughter as they do when she marries show the estimation in which they have held her by the beauty and completeness of the trousseau with which they provide her the expense of this wedding outfit is often very great persons even in the most moderate circumstances spending as much as one thousand yen upon the necessary purchases and among the wealthy four thousand to five thousand yen is not extravagant as material wealth increases in japan there is a marked tendency to increase the style and cost of the trousseau and the marriage of a daughter has come to be in many cases a severe strain on the family finances but this outfit is of the nature of a dowry for it is her very own and in the event of a divorce she brings back with her to her father's house the clothing and household goods that she carried away as a bride End footnote. the household goods required by custom as a part of the outfit of every bride are as follows a bureau a low desk or table for writing a work-box two of the lacquer trays or tables on which meals are served together with everything required for furnishing them even to the chopsticks and two or more complete sets of handsome bed furnishings the trousseau will contain if the bride be of a well-to-do family dresses for all seasons and handsome sashes without number for the unchanging fashions of japan together with the durable quality of the dress material make it possible for a woman at the time of her marriage to enter her husband's house with a supply of clothing that may last her through her lifetime the parents of the bride in giving up their daughter as they do when she marries show the estimation in which they have held her by the beauty and completeness of the trousseau with which they provide her 
this is her very own and in the event of a divorce she brings back with her to her father's house the clothing and household goods that she carried away as a bride with the bride and her trousseau are sent a great number of presents from the family of the bride to the members of the groom's household each member of the family from the aged grandfather to the youngest grandchild receives some remembrance of the occasion and even the servants and retainers down to the jinrikisha men and the betto in the stables are not forgotten by the bride's relatives beside this present giving the friends and relatives of the bride and groom as in this country send gifts to the young couple often some article for use in the household or crepe or silk for dresses in old times the wedding took place in the afternoon but it is now usually celebrated in the evening the ceremony consists merely in a formal drinking of the native wine sake from a two-spouted cup which is presented to the mouths of the bride and groom alternately this drinking from one cup is a symbol of the equal sharing of the joys and sorrows of married life at the ceremony no one is present but the bride and bridegroom their two go-betweens and a young girl whose duty it is to present the cup to the lips of the contracting parties when this is over the wedding guests who have been assembled in the next room during the ceremony join the wedding party a grand feast is spread and much merriment ensues footnote many women still blacken their teeth after marriage after the manner universal in the past but this custom is fortunately rapidly going out of fashion End footnote. on the third day after the wedding the newly married couple are expected to make a visit to the bride's family and for this great preparations are made a large party is usually given by the bride's parents either in the afternoon or evening in honor of this occasion to which the friends of the bride's family are invited the young couple bring with them presents from the groom's family to the brides in return for the presents sent on the wedding day footnote for this visit the bride wears for the first time a dress made for her by her husband's family and bearing its crest as a sign that she is now a member of that family and only a guest in her father's house End footnote the festivities often begin early in the afternoon and keep up until late at night a fine dinner is served and music and dancing by professional performers or some other entertainment serve to make the time pass pleasantly the bride appears as hostess with her mother entertaining the company and receiving their congratulations and must remain to speed the last departing guest before leaving the paternal roof Within the course of two or three months, the newly married couple are expected to give an entertainment, or series of entertainment, to their friends, as an announcement of the marriage. As the wedding ceremony is private and no notice is given, nor are cards sent out, this is sometimes the first intimation that is received of the marriage by many of the acquaintances, though the news of a wedding usually travels quickly the entertainment may be a dinner party given at home or at some tea-house similar in many ways to the one given at the bride's home by her parents 
Sometimes it is a garden party, and very lately it has become the fashion for officials and people of high rank to give a ball in foreign style. Besides the entertainment, presents of red rice or mochi are sent as a token of thanks to all who have remembered the young couple. These are arranged even more elaborately than the ones sent after the birth of an heir. The young people are not, as in this country, expected to set up housekeeping by themselves and establish a new home. Marriages often take place early in life, even before the husband has any means of supporting a family, and as a matter of course, a son with his wife makes his abode with his parents, and forms simply a new branch of the household. The only act required to make the marriage legal is the withdrawal of the bride's name from the list of her father's family as registered by the government, and its entry upon the register of her husband's family. From that time forward she severs all ties with her father's house, save those of affection, and is more closely related by law and custom to her husband's relatives than to her own. Even this legal recognition of her marriage is a comparatively new thing in Japan, as is any limitation of the right of divorce on the part of the husband, or extension of that right to the wife. At present, in Japan, the marriage relation is by no means a permanent one, as it is virtually dissoluble at the will of either party, and the condition of public opinion is such among the lower classes that it is not an unknown occurrence for a man to marry and divorce several wives in succession, and for a woman who has been divorced once or twice to be willing and able to marry well a second or even a third time. Among the higher classes the dread of the scandal and gossip that must attach themselves to troubles between man and wife serves as a restraint upon too free use of the power of divorce. But still, divorces among the higher classes are so common now that one meets numerous respectable and respected persons who have at some time in their lives gone through such an experience. One provision of the law, which serves to make most mothers endure any evil of married life rather than sue for a divorce, is the fact that the children belong to the father, and no matter how unfit a person he may be to have the care of them, the disposal of them in case of a divorce rests absolutely with him. A divorced woman returns childless to her father's house, and many women, in consequence of this law or custom, will do their best to keep the family together, working the more strenuously in this direction, the more brutal and worthless the husband proves himself to be. End of Marriage and Divorce, Part 1